so you're you're right now you've come so far you're making way more money than you thought you would when you were that 15 year old kid and your mom saying let's go try this new opportunity if you could if you could be you right now and go back to that 15 year old eric what would you tell him oh man you grabbed me by the neck <laughs> um i would tell eric the great irony of life is this we all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love but our job the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast here with Eric Sanchez. I actually, I did a post on Facebook and said, who do you want to hear from? And multiple people said, Eric Sanchez. And I was like, okay, I, I, I see his stuff on Facebook. I, I never really chatted with him. So he jumped on a phone call and there's, there's actually news articles about this guy. I mean, he's, he's like famous. So Eric, welcome. Tell like, for those, there's a lot of people that know who you are, but tell us a little bit about you, your background and your story. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, Cody, for having me here. Um, it's such an honor to, you know, get on your podcast. It's actually my first one and the first of many. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I, I'm from El Salvador. I was born and raised in El Salvador. I've been in the United States for 10 years and, you know, um, pretty much live all my life in New York until recently that I moved to Massachusetts, you know, because the opportunity here within solar is huge. As I was getting like New York, were you living in New York City or were you living in like New York? Like, they're, they're very different worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was living in Long Island, New York. Long Island. Okay, cool. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Yes, yeah, so I was living in Long Island, New York, you know, um, in um, Hicksville. I uh, graduated Westbury High School and, and then I went to college, Nassau Community College. I, I dropped out of college, you know, first semester I knew it wasn't for me, you know. At that time, I was around 20, you know, like possibly 20. And then, you know, um, yeah, th then th at that time, that's how I got involved with, uh, you know, selling. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you're, what, at what age did you come from El Salvador? How, I guess, how old were you? I was, I, I was 15 and you know it was about maybe four months away or three months away for me to turn 16 so okay it was around that time that i came here i was 15 and then in two months i i was turning 16 already okay so any so you came with your family or by yourself or who, who'd you come with you know i i came by myself uh my mom brought me here uh the way she did it wasn't you know the way that the way that most people think is the right way, you know, um, I didn't have any choice. So it's either, hey, we got to get you out of El Salvador before something happens to you, you know, so we're going to bring you out here. Okay. So I came through, you know, I had to do a lot of crazy stuff, you know, uh, to get in here. But, you know, thank God and luckily that I did. So when you say crazy stuff, like define for me crazy stuff, because crazy stuff is like you had to like ride a llama or you had to like swim two miles, like I had find, to find crazy stuff for me. You don't have to divulge everything, but like 
Well, because most people don't know about that journey, right? So, like for example, like I worked with, I worked for work with North Korean refugees, right? And re these refugees, like what they had to go through, it was it was crazy, but it was always unique. Like how they got out of North Korea, it was really unique. So, what like what was your story behind that? Well, as an as an immigrant and uh, proud to be, you know, um, I think that that go through a lot, you know, to get to this country. So. When I mean crazy, I mean like having to evade, you know, immigration officers to get to the U.S., uh, you know, being chased by helicopters, you know, uh, losing them in the desert, uh, not having water for like six to seven hours, you know, uh, and running and then losing your shoes, you know, and then having to try to do that again the next day, you know, uh, having a lot of spikes all over your body because of the cactus in the desert and, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you have to go through to get here. So I was 15 at that time, you know, so uh, it was just me and a few other people, you know, that, that were bringing us out here. And, you know, uh, that's what I mean. It was crazy, you know, because okay. crazy. So, so you're 15 years old, you're going through all this, and you're th like, what, what's your mind thinking? Are you thinking, why did we have to go through this? Or you're, are you excited to, for your new opportunity or both? Or I guess, where were you at at 15 years old? My mindset was, I'm not getting myself caught. You know, I'm not letting them cut me. Like, and they're not catching me. I'm going to make it. You know, it is what it is. My mom made this decision now. You know, at the beginning, I was upset. You know, I was like, why did you guys not tell me that I'm going tomorrow to the United States? You know, like. Oh, so they didn't tell you. It was like, it was like, you yeah. woke up and you're gone. Yeah, you're gone next day. I'm like, you didn't even tell me. I'm like, why did you not tell me? I couldn't even get the chance to do a party with my friends, you know? <laughs> so I was more upset about not having the opportunity to celebrate with my friends that I was leaving because, you know, I was living that lifestyle, you know, like as a kid, 15 years old, I do whatever I wanted, you know, and uh, obviously my mom was the, the one that used to say, you know, hey, you know, stop, you're not doing that. My dad is more freedom, you know, more freely. He wouldn't really care much. So I used to go to a lot of places very far away from home, you know, because I was obsessed with soccer at that time. And, and I used to love uh, watching uh, a team from my own city, you know, so I would support them everywhere they would go, you know. So that was my, that was my hobby and that was what I was obsessed back then in the days, you know. So obviously with that, you know, uh, led to a lot of, to a lot of um, times being in the streets, you know, and, and the conditions from my country are not uh, as secure as here. So, you know, it's just, you're, you're one phone call away from, hey, your son is dead, you know, like they kill him. So obviously my mom wanted to stop that. And, you know, uh, I thank God that she did because three months after one of my friends actually, you know, got killed. So. Okay. I, so you, so you, you actually have friends like that went through crap like that like you literally friends died because of just violence or what 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 like what i guess what's the what's the biggest fear or common thing a teenager has to worry about when they're traveling around following a soccer team uh being in the wrong streets man you know like being in the wrong street at the wrong time maybe you you caught somebody attention you said something disrespectful you know, um, you, you, you said something and people there, not, I wouldn't say everybody because, you know, we, we have a great country as well. Like, yeah. well, it's yet, the same, same as here in America, right? If you go down the wrong place, the wrong time, yeah. there's going to be problems, right? I don't, I don't, I, again, it might be a little more frequent down there. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
you know, um, so pretty much that 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 whole situation, you know, of uh, my mom not having me close to her also as well made her take the decision to bring me out to the U.S. Okay. When I came to the U.S., I said to myself, you know, well, I'm here now. Got to make the best out of it. First thing I said is one day I'll become a resident. One day I'm going to have my green card. One day I'll do this. So I think that the majority of immigrants that they come here, they have this self-prophecy. You know, they say, I never do this. I'll never have that. So in my, in my reality, I said, my reality is going to mold the way that I want things to be. So, you know, five years fast forward after I was here, I was able to get my green card, you know. So before getting my green card, I went to a solar company and I told them, hey, I want to work. You know, I want to I wanna learn more about solar. And they told me, okay, you know, and then they asked me for my green card and my social security and I didn't have that. So they said, you know, we'll call you back. So basically they didn't give me the opportunity to work with them. That was like almost six years ago. Uh-huh. Dang, man. So, so you're in this new country. You went through this crazy <laughs> experience, which I'm sure we could write a movie or a book on yeah. um, to get there. Secrets away, man, because they're going to be catching my people, you know. I need that to come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you're here in the states. You're going to high school. Is, was that pretty rough? Was it was it hard? You know, or or was it like what was your experience there? High school, it was it was um, it was great because it's where I got the opportunity to get involved with other people to to learn the language. So I have always been a goal oriented pe- uh, person, always uh-huh. no matter what. So I told my mom. Uh, listen, give me six months and I'm going to be able to speak English like really well. Like I'm going to dominate this language. I said, uh-huh. like, give me six months and you'll see, you know, because when I was a kid, they always used to tell me like, you know, um, hey, Eric, if you learn this right now, like, you know, if you learn this whole paragraph, uh, we're going to get you ice cream. So I'm like 50 minutes, learn the entire thing, then ice cream. Uh-huh. So, you know, I told my mom, listen, in six months, I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. Like I'm going to learn six months went by. I already knew the basics. My best friend at that time was an iPad that my mom gave me because uh-huh. she didn't give me an iP- an I- a-, a cell phone right away. You know, she gave me an iPad that I was able to connect to the internet, optimum Wi-Fi, like a local internet. And when I was hanging out with the kids, you know, uh, we used to skateboard, you know, there was like, black kids, like Hispanic, white, you know, like a little bit of everything. I would get involved with them. And I didn't have no clue what they were talking about, but I was there. And I was like, if I had something to say, I would use Google Translate to translate. And then I started learning the basics so that I can understand and say, hey, what did you say? Hey, what did you say? And I, you know, kept asking, what did you say? Writing it down here, looking at it understanding why they were saying that and then at some point it started clicking you know and, and then I remember when I when I asked myself I wonder how it's gonna feel when I start thinking in this other language and now I do it naturally you know yeah. so. so you're you're in high school or college I'm guessing you didn't grow up thinking I'm gonna start my own solar company what were, what were you what were you thinking your life path would look like when you before you got into solar before like all of this I I always knew that I wasn't going to work for somebody else because I have worked for myself since little. 
you know, fixing computers, doing things for the people, charging them for services. Uh, I knew that there was something bigger than just working a job. There was uh, something, a calling, you know, you may say. Uh, I didn't know exactly that it was going to be this, what I'm doing now in the solar industry, you know, but I always had those big inspiration, uh, you know, expectations of myself, like, you know, you're going to do something. Um, but yeah, I never knew that I was going to get to be doing this at this time. I mean, I tried doing this before with other friends huh? and that's the biggest mistake you can have is to wait for your friend approval to tell you you're ready to open a business because your friend is never going to want that business more than you do. So I wanted to open this business a long time ago, like right, 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 right after the first two years of solar, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it with my friend. He said, we're not ready yet. And that basically delayed like about a year and a half or two more years for me to decide to open the business, you know? Yeah. So you, you, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. So you, you, you're in college and is that when you decided to do solar or, or did you do a job or like what, what was your entry entryway into the current role you're in? Yeah. So let me help you connect the dots. So basically how everything started was, uh, right after high school, I was working two jobs. I was a server. I was a work. I was working in Olive Garden and another restaurant. You know that was my main my my main source of income. So serving people, you know, in the food industry. Then once my green card came and my social security and all that stuff got fixed, you know, um, I immediately quit. You know, uh, my last restaurant job on a Wednesday because the manager was being disrespectful. One of the things that I don't tolerate is people being disrespectful. So I said, "This is it. I'm gone." And then on Friday, I open my mail. I have my green card and my social security. And by Monday, I already had a job already. My first entrepreneur uh, career, you may say. So I uh, started selling for a marketing company. The the way they presented themselves, it was like literally the best I seen. And, you know, at that time, they told me that I had this opportunity to make six figures doing marketing for them. I didn't know what product it was, you know, until actually I went to start doing the training. So what ended up happening is that these guys were sending, were sending us out to Brooklyn, you know, to the streets to sell makeup to people. And I had a bunch of bags in my hands and I was like, hey, how you doing? Uh, did you get one? You know, no? Okay. And then I will have to get into a whole pitch, you know, like about explaining the product that I didn't feel confident, that I didn't like, you know, and so, but, but I give, I give, uh, you know, I guess props to the job because it gave me all the basics of learning how to have a great attitude. You know, when people are saying no to you constantly, I will, I will like get about 200 to 400 people to say no to me every single day while I was in the streets visiting business to business, you know, and then it's funny because I caught this nickname uh, because I used to speak very fast and people didn't understand what I was saying. So they called me Speedy. It's like, then Speedy, you know, because I was going way too fast and people had no clue what I was talking about, uh-huh. you know, and that's, that's how I got involved with sales. You know, I started learning about marketing. You know, I started learning about like how to have a great work ethic, uh, all the basics of marketing I learned from that company. Long story short, I was with them for about six months. 
the last month that I was with them, we actually went to Fornax, where they used to have the gold. I don't know if you guys remember that. So um, I was in this military base selling to military officers uh, back of makeups to everybody, you know, like selling them makeup, you know, for their wife and whatnot. And then that day, the last day I was there, I told myself, you know, like this inner voice, um, damn, I was devastated, man. I had no money. I was broke. Like I had a lot of, you know, payments that I needed to do to get on time. I had my mom telling me why I made that decision after I had a green card. Like why the heck I'm not going to college? Like, uh -huh. like what's wrong with you? You know? And I had my dad on the other side saying, keep going, you know, keep going. <laughs> you know? So that last day in Fornax, you know, I, I, I told myself, I got to figure this thing out. Like, I got to figure it out and I got to beat everybody. I got to do better than everybody. So I went and that day I sold 18 bags of makeup, which at that time I used to make $8 per bag, you know. So it, it wasn't really that much money, you know. And there were times when I was selling only about four bags of makeup per day, you know, and I was, make, I was going home after working from 6 a.m. all the way to 8 a.m. with $32 in my pocket for the day, taking the train back to go home, calling friends, and they would say, sorry, Eric, I can't take you today. And I'm like, okay, no problem, you know. So just me, myself, and I in that train station waiting to go back, you know. Um, but, yeah, going back to Fornax, you know, that last day, I sold the 18 back of makeup, and... I'm like, damn, I found that I finally I finally figured out how to do this. And that day, my uh manager or my leader told me, I'm sorry, Eric, but we're gonna have to let you go because you were too aggressive to people, you know, like they felt that like you were being very salesy or something like that. Very aggressive. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but I was already in that path to leave. Now, this is where solar, you know, start coming to my life. Uh it was like a Saturday night or Sunday, and um, I asked God, you know, I, I asked the creator, like there's this being that's always there. And I said, hey, you know, I need your help. You know, I need to find something that I can feel extremely passionate about, that doesn't feel like work, that feels something bigger than myself, that is something that I get paid really well, you know, and then on Sunday, I found this Craigslist ad for my first company that I work with you know and i submit the application because it was a higher view so it was everything you know like through a video and then the last question they asked me they asked me why you and then i said well because i'm hungry because i'm ready to succeed you know i'm ready to be successful i will do whatever it takes and then next day i already had the recruiter calling me the first thing this guy says is like hey how you doing eric Listen, I'm calling you to let you know about how solar works. Some of our guys are making $20,000 a month. And then my brain goes like, whoops. Like, 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 what kind of scam is this, you know? <laughs> you know, how is that even possible to, you know, my mind couldn't comprehend $20,000 a month. Uh, but I'm not as skeptical. You know, uh, I always like to judge things from my own judgment. But I did have a backup plan. So I had two interviews for that day. I had the interview for the solar company, and I also had the interview for the restaurant. 
you know, just in case if I didn't like the whatever I heard, uh, whatever I hear from the solo company, mm -hmm. I was gonna go back to being a server. Thank God that I didn't make that decision because once I went to the solar company, they were doing a raffle for $5,000, everybody jumping like crazy. And I was like, what is this? You know, I never seen this type of environment. I never seen this, this type of energy of people being so hungry and so excited and so motivated. I want to do this, you know? So did you win the raffle? The raffle was given to the person who was the top rep the month before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. So what, what, what year was this? What company? 2015. And, um, you know, I'm going to give some props to uh, Legacy Power for getting me into it, you know. It was oh, so that was Legacy in 2015? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so uh, let me, like, put a little something in here. I think, it's, I think there's a lot of – the thing that I'm, like, it's in my head right now, it's, it's so interesting is – there's like two worlds and a lot of times you have like someone like you who has all this potential. They just didn't, didn't, you just didn't know about this other opportunity. But as soon as you have that other opportunity presented in front of you, then like the light bulbs start going off and like that potential is reached. I just, it's, it's like one of the key things is getting the right people at the right place at the right time. If you can do that, like there's the possibilities are endless. So you, you find out about solar was it like, oh, this is my ticket, I'm, I've made it. It all came to you in one day? Right away. Right away, I told them, hey, what do I need to do? You need to grab an electrical bill, set up an appointment, and explain to them about solar. And in my mind, I'm like, that's it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've been pushing makeup, makeup bags, and you, you know, all you're doing is telling me to not sell anything to give, yeah. give an electric bill? Yeah. You know, like after being beat up by hundreds and thousands of people for the past four to five months, walking in the street constantly, knocking doors and talking to people and grabbing an electrical bill sounds like super easy to me. You know, it was a no brainer. So then, you know, going back to my nickname, Speedy, you know, one of the nicknames that they used to give me uh, in Legacy, they used to say that. Um, I asked them, hey, give me the pitch. Everybody wants to take credit. From, from them about who trained me, you know? Like, <laughs> one of these guys like, oh, I remember Speedy, he came, and, you know, uh, he, he was so, like, super motivated. I told him the pitch. I'd never seen a guy memorize a pitch so quickly, you know? So he said, because of me, he closed uh, over 103 kilowatts his first month and did 13 houses and became the top rep for Legacy Power that month. So, so were you just setting appointments or were you actually closing deals? My deals, myself. I did everything, you know, like set up the appointments myself, close the deals myself. I did have help. My first deal, I had somebody else who came with me, helped me close the deal. I take notes, look at everything that he did. Second week, I went out there, you know, generated a bunch of deals, like 15 leads. My first, like, my first week, I generated like 15 leads, you know, and then closed the first one. It was a 15 kilowatt system. You know, and um, I was super excited, you know, because that was going to be my first paycheck. And then the second week I went out there and generated another like 10 to 15 more leads. And I closed the first one by myself. You know, that was my first deal that I closed on a Sunday. Uh -huh. um, and then the third week I went and I closed like five. And then the fourth week I went and I closed like another four, you know. So I ended up like with 13 deals for the whole month, like 105 kilowatts. Everybody would look at me like I was an alien, you know, because I'm like, 
Like, I'm like, like, I mean, they say that not a lot of people do that right off, you know, the bat, like the first month coming in. Yeah. The so yeah, very few do. Um, so what was like, if you could look back, right, I'm sure you've trained reps and I've trained reps and, and different, and like they come in and they say all the same things you said, I'm yeah. going to work hard. I'm going to, you know, do what I was asked to do. I'm going to make a ton of money. And then they don't. Right. So was yeah. there something different about you or something different you did? that yep. made it so when you first started you got success right off the bat yeah yeah so going like i'm gonna say a story about the this an art there was an army back in the days that they they were going into a battle and they were going to fight this battle and they had to burn the chips in the back you got to burn all your chips you can't have no second option i had no second option it was either i make this work or i make this work because at that time, when I got hired by Legacy Power, I only had $20 in my pocket. So, you know, there was no, you can, you know, there was no option. There was no, oh, you're going to fail. There was no, none, none of that. There was, I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to work the hours. It was about laser focus. It was about also speaking to manifestation too as well, saying to myself while I was by myself, I'm going to do 13 deals this month. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to serve people. I'm going to connect with their souls. I'm going to help them understand what I'm doing. I'm not going to make them feel like I'm selling them something. Everything is going to work on my favor. And then putting their work ethic behind, you know, like working every single day, the hours, you know, from 1 to like 9 p.m., getting home, commuting from, you know, one place to the other, and then having to walk about 30 minutes to go to the turf, too, because that's what I used to do. And thanks to my... You know, the guy who trained me, he gave me $200 because I only had 20. So I said, like, listen, I need money. Uh, we were at a pizzeria and we were eating and I asked him, hey, Vince, like, does this really work, bro? Like, can I really make the money that you say I can? And he said, Papa, because he's Spanish, he's like me. He said, Papa, don't worry, you're going to do it, man. I think you're going to do great. You know, so he gave me the $200. With those $200, I bought a ticket for an entire week to go in the train. And I'm very lucky because for the entire week, I never got checked the ticket, you know? So I, I used the same ticket for the entire week. Like, literally, man. Like, the whole stars started aligning towards me, you know? I think there's a big thing that people are afraid of setbacks or failures. The way I look at it is that the, the more that you go into a failure and the, the longer it is, the more resistance you create, the better the success that you are about to achieve. But you can't give up. You got to keep going. Because at that time, you're about to reach the pinnacle of the success that you've been working for, but then you just turn around and look the other way. I didn't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's why I think I was able to do what I did. And most importantly, also as well, I understood that I didn't need to have all the answers, okay? I, I uh, basically was harassing my manager all the time, constantly calling him and asking him questions and using your resources, using other people's knowledge, because you're going to learn, you know, as you go through the process, doesn't mean that you need to know everything. So anytime something new will come up, ring, 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 I will like call, hey, listen, I have a question right now. I need to da -da, talk to the homeowner. And that's how I started overcoming things that I wasn't able to overcome because I didn't know how to handle the situation, but I knew somebody who did. And a lot of times what I see in the solar industry is that a lot of guys come into this from previous you know, um, industries, they have such a huge ego that they can't let themselves be taught by other people. 
you know, and, and, and that's where they fail. Yeah. You know, and the people that come here to say, I'm going to do all this and I'm going to do all that and they don't do it, it's because they just say they're going to do it, but their actions are not aligning to their words. So they're not putting the work, they're not putting the, the, the time, the hours, you know, and this is not a hobby uh, unless you want to take it as a hobby. But if you want to take it serious, I think that that's when you start to see the results, you know? Yeah, so, well, I think there's some, like, when you said burn the ships, a lot of people say, like, say that, but they think, like, if you didn't say, I'm just going to do solar. And if this, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to serving. You said, if this doesn't work out, like, there's no option. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure you would have found something, but, like, the fact that you said, I don't know, so I'm not going to look at the backup plan. I'm not going to look if there's another ship. I'm not going to even try to swim. I'm just going to fight that battle. That made a huge difference. And then the second thing, it's like my success is more important than feeling bad about bugging my manager. You know, and the thing is, like, I hate when, when well, any, any new person trying something new, like, they always feel bad. Like, they, they don't want to bug people. It's like, that's how you're successful. That's how they're successful. But yep. you, you did legacy. You're out knocking doors. You're closing deals. Oh, like, one more question I was going to ask. You. How long did you have to wait between when you started? Because it's commission only, right? Commission only sales? yeah. yeah, yeah. How long did you have to wait from when you first started getting sales to when you actually started getting paychecks? Yeah, yeah. So uh, within the first two weeks, I was already getting a three thousand dollar check. No oh, good. Then, <laughs> nice. You know, because, um, like I said, you know, um, a lot of people focus on the wrong things, man. You know, so I I can be in the worst situation where I've been in my life many many times also as well because after making the money, then they don't teach you how to keep it. So I went to make a lot of money to then go back to not having a lot of money again because I was overspending, you know? Uh -huh. uh, it's a different lifestyle, you know? And, and, and then the funny thing is that you have people telling you, don't do it, don't do it. But a lot of times we like to learn from our own decisions and our own mistakes, you know? So I'm telling you uh, to anyone that will be listening to this is listen to the people that's telling you to be smart with your money and save your money, you know, and whatnot. But it took three weeks to get paid. I mean, two weeks. But I'm so lucky, right, that that week, it was July 17. My birthday is on July 18. And the bank says, this check will not be eligible until Monday because we need to clarify where the money is coming from, you know? Because they never, there were, I don't know, I think because there has never been a $3,000 paycheck deposited in my account. They're like <laughs> a red bag, you know? <laughs> so then um, at that time, I had a friend that I still have as a friend that I said, bro, I don't have no money still, man. Like I have $3,000 there, but I don't have nothing here physically. Can you please let me borrow like 500 to $700 so I can celebrate my birthday today? And without a doubt, you know, boom, he gave me the 500 bucks. And then we went out, celebrated with my family, you know, had a good time. And everything started getting better at that time. My mom was a lot happier now, you know, she's like, my son, you know, like, awesome. Like, keep going, you know, where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> so was that like, and I'm, I, I, I like that. Cause it wasn't like, I, you're, you're not going to your mom. Like you're not saying, mom, I told you so. You're like, mom, I made it. And she's like, <laughs> mom, I made it, you know, but I said, mom, we're working towards a better lifestyle. We're working uh -huh. towards uh, something better for us. So then I think this happened to all of us. You know, uh, you come in the first month super aggressive. You are like a freaking shark. And then you go back to being an, an Nemo, you know, like tiny. 
So I did like 13 sales my first month, and then the next month I decided to work only two weeks. And 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 this goes back to going back to the bad habits, going back to the bad behavior you created in the past. You know, and I only worked two weeks, and even working only those two weeks, I ended up closing about six to seven deals still, you know. I'm like, this is so easy, I can just go for two weeks and close seven, six, seven deals. I can do this anytime. And then my uh, manager uh, embarrassed me in front of everybody saying, you know, oh, Eric just made $20,000 his first month because I went to a turf where I was getting installs in 60 days. So I was lucky right off the bat, you know, like getting installs in the first 45 to 60 days already, you know. Um, and then that guy said that, you know, he said, oh, Eric came, he made 20 grand and now he's not even doing anything. And that hit me home and I'm like, damn, I got to go back to Ryan again, you know. So I went again, you know, and I, every quarter I hit 25 plus, you know, every quarter my first year. And um, I was, I was always have a goal in mind, okay? So always have something that you're shooting for. At that time, I was shooting for being a district manager. You know, that was my goal. That was my laser focus, becoming that district manager. When this company decided to give the opportunity to be a district manager to somebody else who wasn't there, that's when I got hurt. Since I didn't want to feel like a failure, I didn't want to feel like I did make the wrong decision. I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And we were the last office for this company standing, you know, and all the other, um, all the other offices were already shut down. They were, they were, they already had left to other companies. You know, I just, I just wanted to make that thing real, you know, and I didn't give up on it until I couldn't do it anymore. So it happened like about a year and three months into a year and six months and I had to leave, you know? And that affected me mentally a lot, you know, affected me mentally a lot because my first few months, it went super great. Then the next year, it didn't go so well. And now it's kind of, it feels like I have to do everything again from, from beginning, you know, from zero. Yeah, well, I, know, I notice a lot of reps go through that. They'll, they'll get started at one of these big companies. Well, I went through it personally. Um, you start get started a big company, and then for whatever reason, grass green on the other side. And sometimes it really is, um, and sometimes it's not. But then you you go, you try something else out, and it's, it doesn't work out. So what it wasn't working out. What was your next step, then, Eric? So after it didn't work out, I got I got reached out by my old my by my old manager. Uh, told me to come back and work with him with this awesome opportunity uh, with another company. You know, and and I went and I did it for three months and I didn't like it and I left. You know, I said, uh, there's no way I'm going back to being just an energy consultant after knowing that I, I know how to train people. I know how to recruit. I know how to sell. I'm a leader. I'm not just here to be in sales. You know, I'm here to do bigger than that. But they were treating me just like that, you know, as an energy yeah. consultant. So it felt like I was going from one position and now I'm downgrading, you know, so um, I didn't feel motivated. You know, I didn't feel motivated. So at that time, I, I left the company. I only lasted with them for three months. And uh, that was maybe about 2017, you know, by the end of 2017, you know, almost reaching 2018. Three months ago, I came to Massachusetts because I wasn't feeling motivated to do things by myself. And in, in New York, I uh, didn't have the desire to do something, you know, like it was just me. 
So when I came here, I came here because I had recruited some guys, you know, that they're absolutely great at what they do. They were district managers from the big companies and they're working here now, you know, so I feel motivated to work with them. So my day, I don't really have, oh, this is how my day looks like, but I know the importance of having an early appointment, you know, so usually when I have appointments, you know, I have one appointment early in the day, like around 11, you know, then from the time after that, you know, like from two to four or two to five, I like to do things like focusing on getting more Facebook ads running, you know, or creating systems, like getting more, like calling back referrals, you know, uh, talking to my guy in Colombia, that's all of our calls for everybody that we, we get, you know, um, I have to do a lot of administration things now, like payroll, making sure how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, you know, and then later, late night, I like to have another appointment to close, you know, so um, I like to lead by example and close deals still, you know, yeah. and uh, that's pretty much how my day will look like. Today, I'm taking now a guy to train, so I'm training a guy at 12 p.m., you know, I'm going to go out to the field, train him out, knock some doors, you know, and I'm focusing a lot on recruiting and training and selling recruiting training and selling yeah it's, it's it's so fun to watch like just to hear your story it's that evolution that so many of us go through it's just you have to start from <laughs> crossing the border to get to where you, you are now and it's like it's an amazing to see that story i know a ton of people are going to get value to it one quick question i have is what what do you have to say to people that are like this is the thing we hear about massachusetts or or long island is it's saturated there's no business there but you're still out there working hard, making deals. So what, what, do you, what do you say to people that say, ah, there's not a lot of business in Mass anymore, even though the SREX are great, even though the utility yeah. rates are really high? Yeah. So I would say first, take a flight, go on a freaking airplane, look from all the way when you're up there in the sky and see all the amount of houses that there is without solar. The only thing that they, they create a self-limitation uh, in their mind, thinking that there is no more people ready to move forward with solar. And that's why they, they, they get the results because it's a limited belief. You know, it's very easy to get into that belief. But you got to realize that solar is not even, like the way I feel about this is that we're still not even booming yet. Like I feel like, like I, I've been saying this for the past five years, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Like, I don't feel like it has gone to, to the full capacity of what it can actually do. You know, I don't feel like people are really, really looking into it that much. You know, but what I would say for all of those guys that feel like that is to commit to knock 100 doors a day. If you're still knocking doors, you know, commit to do that. And you will see that there is a lot of people still interested in doing solar because I don't think that there is a saturation. Like, I was told before coming here to Massachusetts, Ooh, you're going to mass. It's a tough market. And I came here. It's the most easiest market that I've been, you know, smart program, uh, installations that we do it in 30 days. You know, we do 30 days installs. I feel like Massachusetts is like California, but it's California. It's Massachusetts 2.0 because the system size are bigger, you know, in California, they use a three kilowatt system. Here, we got to do a five kilowatt system, you know? So it's, it's, it's a great market anywhere you go. I think it's all about setting up your intentions, you know, uh, and, and learning how to go through the motions. 
if if you guys know Ryan Stuman, I will say Ryan Stuman talk about the force of average. You know, the force of average is this force that try to hit you when you try to achieve greatness. I experienced the force of average my first week of being in Massachusetts. And I said, not today, you're not hitting me, you know, like you're not gonna affect me. And the next week I closed two or three deals, you know, boom, right away. The first week I didn't close no deals, you know, then second week being here, I closed like about two to three deals and then things started picking up, you know, so you just gotta have that laser focus and, and focus on the outcome, you know? Awesome, love it. What, so what, so you're, you're right now, you've come so far, you're making way more money than you thought you would. When you were that 15 year old kid and your mom saying, let's go try this new opportunity. If you could, if you could be you right now and go back to that 15 year old Eric, what would you tell him? Oh man, you grabbed me by the neck. <laughs> um, I would tell Eric to listen more to his mom. Um, I would tell Eric, Eric to buy his house a lot earlier, you know, like, would have buy my house like when I was 21. You know, um, I would have told Eric, protect your uh, credit at all costs. Don't do favors to friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. I made a bunch of mistakes, bro, you know, and, um, uh, but I'm not gonna be crying about it. I, I have taken responsibility of everything that I've done in my life. And I know that the path to greatness, you know, takes time and it's not a, it's not a race, you know, that's the thing. Everybody is running and, and like a race, like, like a little mouse, you know, like a little mice. It's a, it's a marathon, you know, like you're staying consistent. So I would just tell Eric to be more, to be more careful with the people he trusts, you know, to, to take care of himself more, um, to save his money, to invest back his money. And yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's really good advice for for anybody. And I would have told Eric, start running Facebook ads in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've gone up a bit, haven't they? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I would have said that to myself, 15 like 2015. Start running Facebook ads right now. <laughs> cross my yeah. mind to do that. You know, it didn't even cross my mind to even do that. Like, yeah. Imagine if I did, but you know, we can't go back. We can only go forward. Yeah, we can only go forward. I love that. So Eric, I, I, this has been a treat. I, I think there's, there's so much people are going to gain from this and bring value. Um, so you're with your company's initiate solar, right? Yeah. So my company is easy management. Uh, our DVA is initiate solar, you know, so, uh, we're super excited, uh, to bring the right people on board. Uh, we're not really looking for anyone. Um, looking for an ideal team player that is hungry, that is humble, and that is smart. You know, hungry because we want them to be ambitious. Smart because we need them to learn how to communicate with the teammates, you know. And humble because they need to be coachable. And I've seen a lot of times people are just hungry, but they're not humble. And that's not the right, that's not the right you know, person in here because we, we need everybody to ensemble these, you know, values, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like having a, a, a quarterback that can, uh, they can see where to throw the ball, but they can't throw the ball. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you got to throw the ball. You got to be hungry and you got to be humble. It's got to be both. You can't be one or the other. Um, or, or this is, this, this position is not going to work for you. Um, so is there anything else you want to, want to give a shout out to, or, 
or any advice you'd give to, to new reps getting in the industry or even, even managers in the industry? You've been around for a while. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for, 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 for brand new reps, I will say um, keep giving value to people. And a lot of times the word value, it's, it's overrated. We use it a lot. Find your definition of giving value. You know, it could be by giving them a gift card, could be by, you know, just showing them more than the other person. The one thing that I see a lot of you guys, uh, solo reps, not doing correctly is following up with your customer after you already did the install. This is not just about getting people on the roof and forgetting about them. That's where we fail, a lot of us. You know, I don't because I, I understand how important it is to keep that relationship with them. And it also gives me the opportunity to analyze their savings, their production, and, you know, potentially get some referrals as well. You know, and a lot of homeowners that are talking bad about solar, they're doing it because they just don't go through the annual usage. And they remember in their mind, oh, I remember when I used to pay $200 and now I'm paying $400. And then you go back, you, you go through the whole annual usage, the consumption and the production, and then you show them when they used to pay $600. Do you remember about that? Of course not, because most people remember what's convenient to them. So what I've been able to do is go back to those customers that are talking bad about solar, even if they're not my customers, because they are damaging the reputation of the industry that I'm involved. So what I do is I go back to customers that got installed with other companies and I do that for them for free without expecting anything. And I analyze what they got. And that does two things for me. You know, it does good karma. I'm helping them. And second is, is also giving me the, the confidence to know we do actually works and it's not what they say because I actually go through the facts, you know. So I would say that take care of your customers after the installation. You know, don't be like an average sales rep. Go above and beyond for your customers. And for managers, I would say stop micromanaging your people. Let them do whatever they want to do. The ones that want to work, they will work. You know, let them be what they want to be. You know, and don't complicate yourself too much. If you want to make money, go sell yourself and don't, 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 don't expect your people anything that you are not tracking daily, okay? Like, you got to track everything, you know, what they do, the amount of calls that they make, the amount of leads that they get, the amount of credit fails they got, all of that stuff. You got to track them, you know? So now I feel like I'm a coach and I have, like, an MBA team and I have to train them the right way and make sure that they're doing everything correctly. And last and for all, I commend everybody to think positive and to trust that everything is working out. You know, trust the process, be grateful every day when you get up, you have an opportunity to, to be here. Just be grateful about your life in general and give it your all. Put yourself in the best state of mind that you can. Uh, always constantly be learning something new and surround yourself with the go-getters, the doers, the dreamers, the ones that are doing it. And... If you're not going to masterminds or you're not attending networking events, you're missing out the boat, you know? So I'll say that just uh, because I started attending masterminds and networking events and that has changed 
uh, overall a lot in my life. So I think um, that'll be the last thing that I'll say. And if you guys go to my profile, make sure to give some support and read the, the article that I just got published recently, which I'm very thankful about that. Yeah, that was, that was sweet to see that. Cool. Well, Eric, I really appreciate your time. It's awesome to see what you're doing. It's going to be even better to see where, where you're going. It'll be good to follow the journey. Guys, Eric Sanchez, Initiate Solar. If you've gotten value from this, please share it. Like you saw in the story, Eric didn't know the potential he had until he had the opportunity that matched that potential and his life transformed. And the best thing you can do for others is to say, hey, I heard this awesome story of this guy named Eric. He was able to transform his life. Listen to it. See how it applies to your life. So please share it. And thank you for listening.